0: Peace be upon you. So one of the most uh, popular names of God in the Quran is ar rahman the most gracious. Obviously, we find this name utilized in the opening uh, verse of the Quran, which is in the name of God, most gracious, most merciful. But in addition, we see that this name is used 57 times in the Quran and twice it's used by Abraham, twice by Mary and once by Aaron. And this indicates that this was a common name of God throughout history. So in 1944 and 45, we read the instance where Abraham uses this name twice. It says, Abraham said, Oh, my father, do not worship the devil. The devil has rebelled against the most gracious. Oh, my father, I fear unless you incur retribution from the most gracious, then become an ally of the devil. We see that Mary uses this term twice as well. It says in Surah 19, verse 18, it says, Mary said, I seek refuge in the most gracious that you may be righteous when the angel approached her. The other occurrence is in chapter 19, verse 26, where uh, Mary's command says, eat and drink and be happy when you see anyone say, I, Mary, have made a vow of silence to the most gracious. I am not talking to anyone today. So here we have two instances where a Rahman is used in the context of Mary. And then lastly, we see that Aaron uses this term as well. This is in Surah 20, verse 90. It says, and Aaron had told them, oh, my people, this is a test for you. Your Lord is the most gracious, so follow me and obey my commands. So again, Aaron is using the substitute name of God as Ar-Rahman, the most gracious, when addressing the children of Israel. Now, all this shows that this was a common name of God. And consider that uh, Muhammad was commanded to follow Milat Ibrahim, the religion of Abraham. And since Abraham used this term, you would expect that the Arabs at the time of the prophet would also be familiar with the term Ar-Rahman as a name of God. Yet when we read Surah 25, verse 60, we see something very peculiar. It states, when they are told, fall prostrate before the Most Gracious, Ar-Rahman, they say, what is the Most Gracious? Shall we prostrate before what you advocate? Thus, it only augments their aversion. So what are we to make of this? A lot of people assume that by this expression, the Arabs at the time of the revelation of the Quran were not familiar with the name Ar-Rahman, that they did not recognize this as one of the names of God. But this seems in contradiction to other verses in the Quran. For instance, in two other places in the Quran, these same people who are in opposition to the Quran uh, acknowledge the most gracious. So in Surah 36, verse 47 through 52, we read, When they are told, give from God's provisions to you, those who disbelieve say to those who believe, why should we give to those whom God could feed, if he so willed? you're really far astray. They also challenge, when will that promise come to pass? If you are truthful, all they see will be one blow that overwhelms them. While they dispute, they will not even have time to make a will, nor will they be able to return to their people. The horn will be blown, whereupon they will rise from the grave and go to their Lord. They will say, woe to us, who resurrected us from our death? This is what the most gracious has promised the messengers were right. So these are people at the time of the prophet who, when they're resurrected, acknowledge the name of God as the most gracious and acknowledge that the messenger was right. So in this example, one can say it isn't conclusive that they knew what the most gracious was because their statement occurs on the day of resurrection. So someone can argue that it's only at that moment that they acknowledge who the most gracious is. But if we look at the next example, we see that the same disbelieving Arabs at the time of the prophet claim, if the most gracious willed, we would not have worshiped them. So we see this in Surah 43, verse 15 through 20. It reads, they even assigned for him a share from his own creation. Surely the human being is profoundly unappreciative has he chosen from among his creations daughters for himself while blessing you with sons? When one of them is given news of a daughter, as they claimed for the most gracious, his face is darkened with misery and anger. They say, what is good about an offspring that is brought up to be beautiful and cannot help in war? They claimed that the angels who are servants, again, of the most gracious are females Have they witnessed their creation? Their claims are recorded and they will be asked. They even said, so here's their statement. These are the Arabs at the time of the prophet who disbelieved in the message. It says, they even said, if the most gracious willed, we would not have worshiped them. They have no basis for such a claim. They only conjecture. So not only do the Arabs at the time of the chronic revelation recognize the most gracious, our Rahman, But the Quran also acknowledges in the following verse that it has been a widely recognized name of God. In Surah 17, verse 110, it reads, Say, call him God or call him the most gracious. Ar-Rahman, whichever name you use to him belongs the best names. You shall not utter your contact prayers too loudly nor uh, secretly. Use a moderate tone. So the Quran is our ultimate truth. And if the Quran is saying, that the people acknowledge God as both Allah and Ar-Rahman. How is it that, again, if we go back to that original verse, for 25, verse 60, when it says, when they are told, fall prostrate before the most gracious, they say, what is the most gracious? Shall we prostrate before what you advocate? Thus, it only augments their aversion. How do we reconcile this discrepancy? Because in one verse, Their response is, they're questioning what is the most gracious, yet in other verses, the same group of people are using the term ar-Rahman in reference to God. We can find clues to this conundrum in the following verses. The first one is Surah 21, verse 36. It reads, When those who disbelieve see you, they ridicule you. Is this the one who challenges your gods? And in the mention of the most gracious, they are disbelievers. This is indicating that the Arabs at the time of the revelation had some bias against the use of the term ar rahman the most gracious, and preferred the term Allah. We see another instance of this. And this is uh, in Surah 43. And again, in verse 36, it reads, Anyone who disregards the mention of the most gracious, We appoint a devil to be his constant companion. So there's something about their despisement towards the name of God as Ar-Rahman that is indicative of their disbelief. So what is the pretense to why they have this aversion to this name of God? What could be behind their dislike for using the term the most gracious and this uh, preference towards the term Allah? Recently, there's been some historical work by the uh, professor Al-Jalad, and he studies ancient Arabic inscriptions. And what he concluded was that, pending on which region uh, the inscription came from, they had a preference towards one of the names of God. So for instance, in the inscriptions from Northern Arabia, we find the term Al-Illah, which is the God, God with a lowercase g. Uh, as the preferred term for God. In the Hijazi region, this is where Mecca and Medina is, and again, this is pre uh, the revelation of the Quran, he found that the term that's mostly used was Allah, as we find in the Quran. And then if you go to the southern region of Arabia, uh, you find that the term Rahman is the predominant term used as the name of God. In the book, The Emergence of Islam, Classical Traditions in Contemporary Perspectives, the author of Islamic studies from Notre Dame, uh, Gabriel Saeed uh, Reynolds, in his second edition, quotes the following. He says, monotheism was widespread among Arabs at the dawn of Islam, even in the regions close to Mecca and Medina. And he points to the work of uh, uh, Ahmad al-Jalal. He says has observed regarding South Arabian inscriptions. By the fourth century, common era, References to the pagan gods disappear almost entirely from the inscriptions, ushering in what scholars have termed the monotheistic period. In South Arabia, one notices the rise in worship of God under the name Rahman, meaning the uh, merciful, and being closely related to the Quranic Arabic term for God, Al-Rahman. A similar trend toward monotheism is evident in the inscriptions of Northern Arabia. The move to monotheism appears to be a bit later, as it does in South Arabia, but it occurs definitively before the rise of Islam. By the 6th century, writes Al-Jalad, the pagan gods had completely disappeared from the inscriptions of North Arabia. Instead, these inscriptions refer to one god, usually as al Ilah, a form close to the Quranic name for god, Allah. So to kind of summarize what this stated, it's saying that in South Arabia, uh, by the fourth century, the whole references of these ancient pagan gods has disappeared. And you find references to Rahman as their name for God, as well as only monotheistic inscriptions. And in Northern Arabia, uh, by the time of the sixth century, so before the revelation of the Quran, again, you see that there is no more uh, pagan inscriptions But these are purely monotheistic, and they use the term al illah which would be translated as the God with a lowercase g, uh, which is very similar to what's used in the Hijazi scripts, which is Allah, which we find in the Quran. Interestingly, the Arabs in the Hijazi region, so this is again Mecca and Medina, they preferred Allah, and that's what we find in the inscriptions, and this is before the revelation of the Quran. And now in regards to some historical accounts, it's believed that Muhammad's father, his name was Abdullah, right, the servant of God. The the son of Abu Bakr was known as Abdul Rahman, right, the servant of the Most Gracious. So this shows that these terms were used widely before the advent of the Quran. Yet, we again, from the verse 2560, there was this apprehension towards the use of Rahman. So what could be causing the Arabs in the Hijazi region to have this uh, this negative connotation towards the use of a Rahman? So as we saw, the three regions had three different terms. Now historically, it's understood that in the southern portion of Arabia, uh, in modern-day Yemen, this region was predominantly Christian. So they would use the term Rahman. But the people in the Hijaz, they believed they were following the religion of Abraham, Milata Ibrahim. And what else is interesting is that we find in the uh, Surah Maryam that the predominant name for God used in this Surah that's addressing the people of Jesus is the term Ar-Rahman. In Surah 19, verse 88, it reads, They said, the most gracious has begotten a son. Notice that they use the term Ar-Rahman. They don't use the term Allah. And we see this repeated in 1991. It says, because they claim that the most gracious has begotten a son. And again, in 2126, yet they said, the most gracious has begotten a son. Glory be to him. All messengers are his honored servants. So this was a predisposition of the Christians in the southern part of Arabia that's being addressed, that used the term Rahman uh, in place of God, that they were claiming that Jesus was the son of Rahman. That's why we see it consistently in the Quran. When this claim is being made, it doesn't use it in conjunction with Allah. And it's interesting, if you do frequency analysis, you see that the term Ar Rahman uh, as a name of God is used the most frequently in Surah 19, which is Maryam. It's used 16 times. These facts demonstrate that the most gracious Ar Rahman was used predominantly by Christians, and it just happens. That the predominant Christian presence at that time of the revelation historically was the population in South Arabia, where we find the inscriptions referencing God as Ar Rahman. This indicates that the Arabs in the Hijazi region of Mecca and Medina, the Quraysh, would have had cultural bias against using the term the Most Gracious. So their questioning of what is the Most Gracious was not out of ignorance but defiance. Further proof of this can be seen in the following verses that shows that they're saying, but what is the most gracious is actually them arguing with the messenger. In Surah 43 verses 57 and 58, it reads, When the son of Mary was cited as an example, your people disregarded it. They said, is it better to worship our gods or to worship him? They said this only to argue with you. Indeed, they are people who have joined the opposition. So this shows that the Arabs at the time of the revelation in Mecca and Medina, when they heard the term Ar rahman they associated it with Christianity and they associated this with their claim that Jesus was the begotten son of God. So when they hear the term Ar rahman they have this negative connotation for it. But the Quran is here to correct matters, to remove our prejudices and our biases. That the term Ar rahman is one of the beautiful names of God specified in the Quran. And these cultural biases we have, that they must be discarded in favor of the truth. That God is known as Allah, Ar rahman al-Rahim. That these are the beautiful names of God. And we should never disparage using any of these names because some people have attributed falsehood to one of these names of God. So in summary, the Arabs knew perfectly well who ar-rahman the most gracious was they knew that this was a name of god but they associated with christianity they associated with this expression of jesus being the begotten son of the most gracious and because of that they didn't want to use the term so when they're reminded of the most gracious their response to argue was what is the most gracious insinuating that muhammad was commanding them to worship jesus as a way to argue with him and disparage the message God willing, we're going to end there. If you guys want to get in contact, please join us on our Discord server. We got daily discussions, Quran recitations, meditations, debates, all kinds of good stuff. We would love to have you. You can find the uh, invite link below. If you want to follow on the verses of the Quran, you can download the Quran Study app on the iOS App Store. If you don't have an iOS device, you can go to QuranStudyApp.com website. And if you want notes from today's discussion, as well as other topics, you can go to the Quran Talk blog. Uh, where you can find a ton of resources. And if you want more information, you can go to the website, Chronic Labs. And God willing, uh, if you're interested, follow me on Twitter at Quran Talk. And until next time, peace and God bless.